Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Wow, well, what's going on with King Kong versus Godzilla, Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis? Ron DeSantis, it looks like, is probably going to announce once the Florida legislature adjourns, which won't be that long uh, off in the near future. But the polling has certainly changed. So if you go back to December of last year, DeSantis was actually up 13 points. This was in the Monmouth University polling. And so if you go back to December, and again, all this stuff is, you know, somewhat interesting, but it's not gospel. Okay. The, the, ultimately, the polling is irrelevant insofar as it doesn't always track with what is actually eminently, ultimately relevant, which would be that old electoral college vote. So <clears throat> you've got that going on. So we'll we'll look at that. I blasted through an article the other day that I want to slow down and go through, uh, which was on townhall, townhall.com. says Donald Trump has no path to a general election victory. So I want to look at that. But the Monmouth, Monmouth polling, if you go back to December, had DeSantis 39, Trump 26. By February, it was tied at 33-33, and then the most recent one, about a week ago, had Trump at 41 and DeSantis at 27. So it's interesting to look at that trend, and then if you jump over to uh, Real Clear Politics, which is just kind of an aggregator of a bunch of different polling, I'm looking at it right now. So if you go like Harvard, Harris, and then Monmouth, and Quinnipiac, and CNN, and I and I and Emerson and Fox News and all these guys. So this is uh, pretty much in the last month going back to the beginning of February. Uh, you have uh, on average since they've been taking these polls, which goes all the way back, believe it or not, to uh, November or January, January. Yeah, January. Uh, almost two years ago. So this they, they've been talking about this for a while. But the average spread across all of it is Trump by 15 points. And that's what DeSantis not announcing, okay, not not really running, although the last week and with his Piers Morgan interview, which I guess went live on Fox Nation last night, you're, you're starting to get uh, uh, some uh, pushback from DeSantis or Ron DeSanctimonious, as Trump likes to call him. And so if you look at these polls, uh, like Harvard Harris poll, the most recent one was uh, registered voters. And when I see registered voters, I go, yeah, whatever. Registered voters and likely voters are two very different groups of people. So that one, I don't even pay attention to it because that had Trump up 26. The other one's Trump up 8, Trump up 14. The only thing recently was a CNN poll that had DeSantis up to, which you're like, CNN, right. Okay, Uh, Trump plus 29, Trump plus 30, Trump plus 2, Trump plus 15, Trump plus 23, yada, 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 on down the road. And so uh, what do you think is going on and where are you at on this and uh, with with DeSantis and Trump? Trump now starting to get more active. Of course, you have the indictment that hasn't happened yet. There's a decent chance it actually won't happen. 
I think it would have been better for him, to, for Trump, for it to actually happen because that would just rile up his base, which isn't, I, I don't think it's uh, as big as it used to be. The hardcore MAGA crowd is still there, but the outer rims of that, concentric circles, as, as you, so, you know, where are you on that? Are you in the middle still? Donald Trump, uh, you got uh, some really, trying to be kind here, interesting people at the epicenter of the Republican uh electorate when it with respect to Trump he's still the president they're the people the QAnon people that oh he's still the president he'll be the he'll be the president he'll be back in the White House by March 15th uh 2021 that kind of stuff right he's still the president he's operating a shadow government with the military they, that would be the same woke military so can we blame Trump for everything that's happened in the last two years under Joe Biden because Donald Trump's actually the president and Joe Biden isn't you know those people and they're out there and and they're not they're not changing and then you got you know red hat MAGA hat wearing people, and I think he still has a significant number, tens of millions of those. But once you get outside of that, people, they, you know, people like me, I'm certainly not in the epicenter of that. I'm not. I'm. I don't own a MAGA hat. I'd never wear a MAGA hat. And 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 I've supported Donald Trump. I voted for him twice. Uh, I thought that his presidency, three out of four years, were excellent. I think he totally uh, boggled the COVID response. I think that got completely out of control. Uh, he did not run that like a good business, and I put a lot of the blame for everything that happened uh, at his feet, and then he hands the ball off, like it or not, to Biden, and they just ran with it. So, uh, and, and if it were a Trump versus Biden uh, a year from this November, uh, I would vote for Trump, of course, <clears throat> but I'm not thrilled about that prospect. I'd actually rather have Ron DeSantis run against Joe Biden. I think Ron DeSantis would have a better chance of beating Joe Biden because he doesn't have all the... Number one, the baggage of Donald Trump, nor does he have all the downsides of Donald Trump, which I think feeds a lot of Trump fatigue. And Donald Trump running is going to really rile up the left, and that's going to energize them. I don't think Ron DeSantis would rile them up, not nearly as much as Donald Trump would. But I'm curious uh, as where you, where you're at. So I don't usually uh, open the phones on this stuff, but I, I did want to give you a chance to call in today. And I'd be curious to see where you're at uh, I did this back in like December, and I think about 80% of you that called in said, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump. I'm just kind of done with Donald Trump. I'm just curious where we're at now. 866-348-7884 is the number if you would like to call in. I'd love to hear from you. And just chime in kind of where are you at on the DeSantis versus Trump. This is getting traction. We're, 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 this is going to take a while. As soon as DeSantis comes out officially, it's going to it's going to stoke that fire. And we know what Trump's going to do. And uh, he's just going to be Trump. Right. And he's going to go after DeSantis like everybody else. He's already got his his nickname for him and he's going to play ugly down and dirty. And uh, will that work? And can Ron DeSantis stay above the fray? I don't know. We're going to find out. But where are you at on that in terms of Trump versus DeSantis? And uh, if you were going to give advice to both of those guys or one or the other, what would your advice be in terms of how to run in the in the primary in order to win the Republican nomination, which will come up in June, the National Convention, June of next year, June of 2024. 866-348-7884 is our number. We'd love to hear from you. 7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Where are you at now? Trump versus DeSantis for the Republican nomination to run against Joe Biden. It'll it'll be Biden. Uh, 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. 
Trump versus DeSantis. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. The polls have changed in Donald Trump's favor, but polls are polls. We'll look at the general election map. Got to get to the Electoral College map. That's the only thing that matters. Polling we've seen uh, is, is, uh, has gotten worse over time. And when you're looking at just, just a little aside, just a little polling 101, what you want to look for is likely voters. Oftentimes shows up as LV. These are people that typically vote, have a record of voting. Okay, If it's registered voters, you got a, a bunch of, of registered voters that actually don't vote. If you have adults, that's worthless. Throw it out. Uh, you have registered voters, likely voters. Okay, likely voters is what you're looking for. And that's going to give you the best shot at uh, being in the ballpark. But when it comes to Trump and things, you know, the, the polling hasn't been good on that. And uh, and so you, you can only take that so far. But ultimately, you have to look at the Electoral College map. But where are you at now at this point? Uh, DeSantis will be announcing here in the near future once the Florida legislature goes into recess. And then it's uh, then it's game on. Uh, as I've often said, Godzilla versus King Kong. You figure out who is whom, who is who in that one. Uh, but it, it'll be it'll be those two. I, I can't think of anybody else that's going to get in that ring at all <clears throat> with polling or raising money or anything. But so it's going to be those two. But curious where you're at on that. 866-348-7884 is the number, as always. We'd love to hear from you and just kind of where you're at right now. Just informal poll and conversation here on the Steve Noble Show. And I always appreciate the fact that you're here, and especially if you call in and share, just uh, just to kind of see where people are at and what you're thinking or what advice you might give to either candidate in terms of how to run against the other one. 866-348-7884 is the number, or 866-34-TRUTH, 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Paula's calling in. Paula, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Hello, Steve. It's your old friend, Paula River, Davis Rivers in Burlington. Hey, and, Paula. Um, I, I know I called in December when you asked this question, so I've had a slight change, and I'm going to plead my case. Okay, so mm-hmm. yes, I've, I'm I, I'm tired I'm tired of some of the the Trumpishness, and I said, man, we need a, a, a very polished, you know, DeSantis to step up, and I've been hanging right on to that, and uh, my circle of friends were all in agreement. And I don't ask me, but two days ago, 48 hours ago, it was like this voice said something else to me. And I went, oh, my goodness. So here, here, here's what it is. I, I feel very strongly now that Trump is still the bullish type of person we need because I was led to feel like we had uncovered enough and that you know we don't need that kind of person again but right right there's just something happening on the horizon that's very evil and it's going to take a front man like trump and then here's the other thing because we can't control trump and his the words and how he badmouths everybody even desantis it's going to divide the country between those of us that love desantis and then the thousands, the thousands that love Trump and know he'll get the job done, and yes, they're willing to put up with the junk again, right? Right. Um, so, so here, and then I heard, I just happened to switching between my two Christian radio stations. I go between Truth Radio and Christian Satellite News all day, yeah. getting my favorite people. And right in between, I could not believe it. Um, 
I heard Glenn Beck had a rally, Riley on, and what was coming out of his mouth was exactly what I had this profound 48-hour-ago revelation was this. If, if Trump and DeSantis would run together and let this team come together, pull our country together, have somebody who's laser-focused and we know gets stuff done behind the scenes as a vice president, DeSantis, and give him time time to work in and be the president after this election like yeah. in four years he step up I, I i can't tell you how in my heart my body my soul is resonating like oh this 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 will eliminate having to worry about the ugliness that we know we can't control none of us can control we know we can't that will come out of our vice president trump's mouth and it will hurt the country, and it will divide us. And it it might even pave the way for, who, gosh, who knows, a third person that none of us would want to win the presidency. I know that sounds a little far-fetched, but we, yeah, we yeah. can't. We can't mess around. No, and that's, and that's the point now. I mean, this is so early, Paula, as you noted and called back in December. I mean, it's just conversation right now. It's interesting. We're kind of working through it. And things will change. There's going to be things that happen that uh, move this ball in one direction or the other. And it's, it's, it's interesting, but it's not entirely relevant right now because it's so early. But it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the bigger question for me that's interesting to ponder is if you had Ron DeSantis's ear, uh, what would you tell him about how to run against Donald Trump? Because if you get, we saw this eventually in the in the 2016 primary, the Republican primary, yes. where some of them decided to try to go toe to toe with them, and, uh, yes. and and try to get down and dirty there at the debates and, yes. and try some name calling, and 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 yes. all those guys have a regulator, uh, like the car will only go so fast, and Donald Trump doesn't have one. And and none of them could play exactly. that game because none of them, I, I would say plainly, uh, had quite the same character, perhaps character deficiency as Donald Trump. And so, uh, you know, that wouldn't work for DeSantis. But we're going to find out because it's going to happen. And uh, we'll see what happens as a result. It does, it, Trump, I think my biggest concern, Paula, is that Trump will absolutely rile up the left even more than a Ron DeSantis would. And and I think that my concern is that there might be some Republicans going through another 12 months of, of Trump campaigning that just get frustrated and decide to stay home out of frustration, even though you're facing another four years of Joe Biden, God help us. But I mean, it's wild. These right. are wild days. We haven't really seen anything like this before. So we're all we're all and in the same boat. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and I, that could be me. You know, sure. I, I, am, I, I don't know if I can take what comes out of that man's mouth. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that's right. And he's, you know, and and, and Ron, Ron DeSantis is, is, despite what the polls are saying right now, still very, very popular. He's put a lot of pelts on the wall in Florida. And, and people are saying he's a rhino. He's a rhino. I'm like, you can call him a rhino all you want. He hasn't governed as a rhino for the last four years. And he certainly isn't governing like a rhino right now. So. It's going to be no, fascinating to watch, but it's it's going to be nasty, a nasty battle inside the Republican it, Party. It is. Absolutely. So yeah. we need to make sure we're I praying agree. for all these people, and, and uh, let's all remember. I'm praying. Yep, I'm let's praying. all remember that God still <laughs> rules the universe with his feet up, so I'm not going to lose my mind over it one way or the other. Paula, it's great okay. to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. 866-348-7884 is the number. 866 348 7884 or 8634 truth. I do want to go through this 
<clears throat> article. I just blasted through it the other day. I want to go through it more slowly. In townhall.com, Donald Trump has no path to general election victory. You have to be willing to set aside your preference and just grab, pardon me for a second, set aside your preference and grab a calculator. You just have to get there. I mean, that's that's how I do this show. That's how I teach is I've got my personal opinion. I've got my emotional reaction. I've got my biblical worldview, and my biblical worldview dictates that I try to pursue the truth as much as possible, and I don't let, I try not to let my emotions uh, decide my positions. And so you don't flip back and forth depending on what's going on in the world. So I look at numbers a lot. I look at just facts and figures. I did that for three years with the COVID thing, which is why I got permanently banned from YouTube, which is fine. That's like getting a trophy. Uh, anyway, this is Steve Noble with the Steve Noble Show. We'll be right back. Back to Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. If you'd like to chime in, uh, we're really early in the game. Ron DeSantis hasn't even officially announced yet. He's getting in, though, but that'll happen in the next couple of months. And then it's uh, Katie bar the door. It's going to be wild. It's already wild. And then Trump's going to be Trump. You can count on that. The question is, what, how, does, how does Ron DeSantis uh, run against Trump? Uh, largely, I would, I mean, my advice to him would be largely to ignore him. I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't go uh, blow for blow with him because Trump's going to, you know, Ron DeSanctimonious is going to say all kinds of ridiculous stuff, inflammatory things. I would just ignore it every once in a while. I'd say, hey, that's Trump. Uh, and by the way, that's one of the reasons a lot of people in America or an increasing number of people in America don't really want him to win the nomination. Trump wants to uh, throw names and, and, and play down in the gutter and act like every day is another day on – uh, his reality TV show. I'm just going to talk about what I've done, what I've accomplished, and we'll take it from there. Uh, but but would that even work? Who knows? I mean, it's the wild, wild west in this country these days. 866-348-7884 if you'd like to chime in on this one. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. I do want to take some time to go through some of the numbers here. I, I blasted through this article the other day. Uh, Donald Trump has no path to electoral victory. Okay, through the Electoral College. This is by Scott Moorfield in townhall.com. Who, if he had a magic wand, would put Trump back in? Okay, so he's setting aside his allegiance to Trump. He'd like to see Trump be the president, but then the question is, can he actually win via the Electoral College? Okay, and one of the other things that's going to be interesting about Trump, he said it the other day, I guess I'll just have to win a third time. If he spends 12 months whining about the last election, that's not going to help him either. So it, I, it's just wild. He is not a shoe-in. That's my point. Donald Trump is not a shoe-in uh, to win the, the primary. We're going to find out, though. Uh, be in prayer and, and pay attention. Don't lose your mind over it, by the way, because God still rules the universe with his feet up. Uh, I'm not sure who's on line one. I know Clay's on line two. I don't see who's on line one, so if we could get... Uh, that name up there, that would be helpful. Okay, so back to this article. Uh, he and his, he, although I wish I could use a magic wand to wave Trump into office, he and his supporters are stuck with having to do it the old-fashioned way by actually winning ele- the Electoral College in a national general election, and that's where it gets tricky. Use this, uh, uh, if you wish. It takes 270 electoral votes to win. We should all know that. And Trump or any Republican starts off here with 125 to 209 disadvantage. With the supposed in-place states being, and this is a long list, we'll whittle this down, Maine, Nebraska, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Florida, 
Georgia and North Carolina. Okay. Now you whittle that down. You say in play states, but really any GOP candidate could reasonably expect to pick up Texas, Florida. I would say North Carolina is pretty safe now. Uh, not super comfortable, but relatively so. Uh, Ohio and Iowa. I, Iowa's like third in line. Florida is the new Texas, then Texas, then Iowa. That's what's going on right there with conservative politics. That's 109 electoral votes added to the original 125 for a total of 234. Where are those 36 remaining electoral votes going to come from? That's the big question. Okay. Where are they going to come from? On the other side, it's pretty safe to conclude that Democrats will add Minnesota, New Hampshire, the remaining portions of Maine and Nebraska, because they award proportionally the only two states in the country. And yes, Michigan and Pennsylvania to their total, bringing them up, the Democrat, Biden, up to 261. Don't believe me? I'll simply refer you to Exhibit A with these, uh, these a few of these states. A reelected Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. <laughs> tells you all you need to know about Michigan. Exhibit B, newly minted Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy, isn't it? Pennsylvania. I won't even cite polling because his supporters would dismiss it anyway. But if you think Trump can take back those states, to paraphrase George Strait, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. Speaking of Arizona, with only nine more electoral votes needed, there's little room for error for Republicans with the remaining states. Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Wisconsin. In order to recapture the presidency, Trump or DeSantis must win Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Winning two out of the three might be an impressive feat, but it won't result in a victory. Whoever the GOP candidate is must win them all, excluding Nevada, which would be the, that would be a razor-thin 271 to 267 victory. Razor-thin, but enough. Now, to be fair, this is the article on townhall.com, I think a win in Wisconsin for Trump is entirely possible. Working-class voters there did manage to re-elect Senator Ron Johnson, after all. However... It's hard to imagine the state that elected the likes of John McCain and Jeff Flake and rejected Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, we're talking about Arizona, for leftist Democrats is suddenly going to go all in for Trump. It's also hard to imagine that path for a state that reelected a popular GOP governor who's been maligned by Trump at every turn, that would be Kemp in Georgia, and soundly rejected Trump's Senate pick, that's Walker, Herschel Walker, in favor of the most leftist senator in American history, that was uh, Warnock, I call him Warlock. Okay, so Georgia and Arizona, mm, Wisconsin, mm, that no, doesn't look good. So, dear Trump diehards, the author says, I say this in a tone of friendly banter, recognizing that we are allies in the vast majority of issues. What's your plan for Trump victories in must-win Arizona and Georgia? How are you going to get it done? Whether DeSantis can win is irrelevant to this discussion because the argument is that Trump cannot win. Well, that's that's not great, right? That's not great at all. 866-348-7884 if you'd like to chime in on DeSantis versus Trump. Where are you at right now? Are you changing? Like Paula, who said earlier, was soundly DeSantis back in December, now thinking Trump. And I think it's probably going to happen to a lot of people. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Clay, thanks for calling in, buddy. Good to hear from you. So where are you at on this continuum of Trump and DeSantis? Well, you know, it's interesting that you talk about this because the uh, somebody that called a little few minutes ago was talking about maybe they should run together. But, see, that cannot happen according to constitutional thing because you cannot have somebody who's, um, you know, the governor of, of, of the state and somebody that's living there. So somebody would have to move. 
And um, that um, that was brought out, you know, earlier in the week or the middle part of the week uh, from what I understand from, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I honestly, I was listening to, brother, just so you know, I was listening to uh, one of the commercials that were on before you came back on the air. Yeah. And it talked about encouraging each other and being encouraging. See, when you have this debating or this non-encouragement thing, where is the where what 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 is going to bring forth? I mean, I, I would like to see something different happen. I would like to see this country be united. Um, you know, I, I think I'm actually believing even on the air and a couple a few times off of the air that I have shared with you. I'm not much of a big political person because of all the idiocracy that goes on out there. And what's really sad to me is, you know, what this last thing for, you know, certain parts of the state and other states where, you know, we were trying to get, um, you know, godly men and women in in Congress. But you see how uh, I like how the Bible describes that, you know, people being in the darkness. And when you're in the darkness, you have a tendency to hide a lot. And that's exactly what those people did. They were they hid, and they did not care to talk about certain things. And see that that's what you know, <laughs> brother. I could preach on this the rest of the show, and I know you you got things you got to do, and I. But here's the thing for me: we need to be united and encouraging in our hearts. This is about our where our hearts are. I mean, you know, we we were deceived and we were lied to by so many. Um, I, I, I don't want to, you know, get technical, but the idiotic politicians that were saying something about C nineteen and oh, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. What are you supposed to do? We see that the, the you know the Lord revealed that. But um, this thing about the politics, uh, it just really, I, I'm not sure what way to go. I mean. Why is it that you cannot say something positive? If you can't say something positive about anybody, don't say anything at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm good bro, luck look, with that one, I, buddy. I, I, the first thing is, I am so thankful to the Lord for you because I know where you stand with things, and I know the person that you are. I mean, I, you and I have had some heartfelt talks over the years, sure. and I give thanks to the Lord for that. You know, um, I, that. You know. When you see the camaraderie, camaraderie and the fellowship and the unity that comes from things like that, that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about, well, and I mean, I'm, why call a person who has tried to do the right thing in, in, in one state? Why call them, well, give them a different name? I mean, um, I've heard you say, you know, um, the one guy, Fauci, um, yeah. brother, he ain't no pope. <laughs> I, I don't have hope, and I don't have hope in him. He acts I, like he I, I, I go, I, I'm just, look, honestly, we need to make the right decision in our hearts to know where we're going to go to get over this thing. Because you bring up, you know, some of your, you know, your things when you're doing, um, not when you're on the air, but some of the things that you talk about, you know, yeah. the trillions of dollars of debt that we're in. Where do we get? How do we right. get there? Because of what these people have done. That's right. And, yeah, that. and that's where I'm we up against to... the break, Clay. But we, we need to be prayerful, to your point. We need to be wise, and we need to ask God to help us with that. We need to ask God to help with this election, as we do every two and four years. Clay, I'm up against the break, but always great to hear from you, buddy. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. More about Trump at DeSantis when we come back. I've been waiting on a war since I 
Christian Since I was a little boy with a toy gun Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Just starting really early on the conversation about Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis. DeSantis will get in, and uh, it'll happen in the next month or two, as soon as the Florida legislature breaks, and then you know, then he can kind of step away from what he's doing. And he'll get in, and it's really just going to be those two guys. There's nobody else out there, nobody, that... Uh, has the weight of these two guys. Trump, obviously, DeSantis has become obvious in the last few years. There's nobody else, literally. And so uh, it's going to be these two, and, and which I've been saying for a while is, to me is like Godzilla versus King Kong. So we'll see what happens. But there's some of this thinking out here, which I, if you're a hardcore Trump person, uh, and I would vote for him again if he's the nominee, but I would rather have DeSantis. But so, I mean, don't, I, I, I look at, a bunch of different sides of these different of these issues. Okay, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to walk in here with a Trump hat on, and then I just shill for him for the next 12 months like Sean Hannity does. That ain't happening. So there's this. This was in uh, National Review by a guy named Charles Cook, who I don't know anything about, but he he he's hammering away here. Okay, uh, Trump is not going to win elections going forward. He won in 2016 because he ran against Hillary Clinton. And even then, he secured only 46.1% of the vote. In 2018, he was a drag on the Republican ticket. In 2020, he lost re-election by 7 million votes. In 2020, and I know some people are going to go, he didn't lose. That's the position he's taking. He's going to run that up the flagpole for the next 12 months. I don't think that's going to help him. In 2022, he almost single-handedly demolished the GOP's chance to retake the Senate. That's true. If Trump is nominated in 2024, he will lose once again. Trump is a poor candidate. He has become worse, not better, over time. And his time in the wilderness has turned him into King Lear. Yikes. Trump habitually divides the world into two groups. And I think this is fairly accurate. One full of people he likes, one full of people he does not. And then backfills his reasoning on the fly. For Trump, there's nothing important in American politics besides the one-way personal loyalty that other Republicans exhibit towards him and his ambitions. He's certainly shown some of that coloring, right? Uh, Not all the time, but I understand where this is coming from. Why are Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik and Dr. Oz held up as desirable conservatives? Answer, because McCarthy and Stefanik are willing to prostrate themselves before him. Why, by contrast, are Brian Kemp, Mike Pence, Paul Ryan, and increasingly Ron DeSantis deemed problematic? Answer, because in one way or another, they are unwilling to toe his line. Given a choice between advancing his own interests and burning down the entire American conservative movement, Trump would light a match. Now, that's hyperbole, obviously, but... I don't think I don't think any of us honestly can question Trump's self-centeredness. I do think he's a patriot. I think he loves the country, but I also think he loves himself. Uh, maybe as much, if not more. Seriously, across the board, Trump's existence within the debate is making it more difficult to sell conservatism than it was before he arrived. Maybe conservatives believe in the importance of institutions, of delayed gratification, of an exhibiting, exhibiting humility about what we do not and perhaps cannot know. Donald Trump believes in none of these things. So this guy's just hammering away. So that's out there. OK. Uh, but that's been out there for a while and on the right as well. So we're going to see. Uh, I think I think Ron DeSantis and again. You, the challenge for the Republicans is you're going to have a fragmented electorate for the primary. You have the the hardcore, just think of this as concentric circles, okay, like a dartboard. You have the hardcore MAGA people in the middle, 
in that that smallest circle in the middle, okay? I don't know that that's the same size as it was four years ago, but it's still significant, tens of millions of people. Then you have conservatives that are like, hey, listen, there's no doubt he would be better than Biden. There's things about him that I don't like, but, uh, you know, maybe we still need a brawler in there just to win in the first place. And then you go out from there and you get to the outer edges of the Republican Party and there's people there that are just like, I just can't do it again. I just can't take it. I can't take him. And so you're going to have a fragmented Republican Party in that way. And that's why it's going to be a two-person race between Trump and DeSantis. And and you're going to – where that splits and by each state in terms of a primary, we're going to have to wait to see. Then you get to the general election and you're going to – Trump if Trump's the, the nominee – the, the, the Democrats are going to go absolutely ballistic. CNN's going to be resurrected from the dead, all of it, okay? And so they're going to go ballistic. That's going to energize them because Trump's just, they're just Trump derangement syndromes, uh, real and active. Then on the right, you're going to have most people, myself included, I would be like, okay, all right, he's the guy. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for him. I don't know how many people are going to like go wacky to support him. The MAGA crowd will, but there's going to be a lot of Republicans that are just going to, okay, well, that first Tuesday after the first November, after the first Monday in November of 2024, I'm going to show up and I'm going to vote for the guy. And so you're going to have, he's going to get the Republican vote, but there might be some slippage there and just people, depends on how nasty he is uh, and, and where the country is going at the time, that might just sit home. That's always a concern to me. Apathy is fairly easy. For fallen human beings. Uh, it just is. Then you have the really challenging part. The most challenging part is the mushy middle. Now, 40% of Americans that are registered to vote are registered as independent. 40%. 30% are Democrats. 30% Republicans. 40% now nationally are registered independents. But most of them vote right or left almost all the time. Very few people split tickets. So now you're down to the three or four or five percent in the middle. And I think Trump fatigue for them is very real. And could that be the issue in the few actual swing states that I was mentioning earlier? Could that actually be the issue? Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Wisconsin. And I think more more than more likely than not, it is. So that's why I don't put my faith in the State of the Union. I care. Obviously, I'm here five days a week. I'm teaching civics, U.S. history. I'm adding world history. I teach Christian ethics to high school students, mostly homeschoolers. I'm in. I, I mean, I'm all in. But emotionally and spiritually, I'm not. Because I'm not going to build my house on the sand. I'm just not. But because I love the Lord and I love my neighbor as myself, I'm all in. But I also know that sooner or later, this stuff goes away. Jesus comes back. Heaven comes down, bada bing, bada boom, all accounts are settled. I'm going to be there with the king when the king returns. Praise the Lord. Okay, so as to not go out on a bummer. So the universal school choice is going to get signed in Florida. That's awesome. Really incredible. So the $8,000 will will go with the kid. That starts with lower income people. DeSantis, I agree with him. He's like, if you have a family that's very high income, you already have school choice. They don't necessarily need it. Right, we need to means test that. But the more states that have school choice, the better. And both DeSantis, DeSantis will pound away on school choice. I hope Trump does. He's never really talked about it a whole lot before, but he should. Here's this one. I love this one. This is what we all need to be like this. Against our Christian beliefs, two NHL brothers refuse to wear LGBTQ sweater. 
Two brothers who are teammates on the Florida Panthers refused to wear an LGBTQ sweater during the team's warm-up, warm-up skate on Thursday night, citing their religious beliefs. Eric and Mark Stahl, famous name, joined San Jose Sharks goalie James Reimer and Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Pro- Provorov, who have also refused to take part in warm-ups with Pride-themed jerseys. Isn't that funny? The NHL doing Pride events. After many thoughts, prayers, and discussions, we have chosen not to wear a Pride Night jersey tonight, the brothers stated. Uh, let me push back on that a little bit. I don't think that takes a whole lot of thoughts, prayers, or discussion. If your employer tells you they want you to promote something that's clearly against God's word, you don't even have to pray about that. Just be obedient and say no. We carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives and believe that all people should be welcome in all respects of the game of hockey. Having said that, we feel that us by us wearing a pride jersey, it goes against our Christian beliefs. We hope you can respect this statement. We will not be speaking any further on this matter. We'd like to continue to focus on the game. Thank goodness. And helping the Florida Panthers win the Stanley Cup. Reimer has stated last Saturday, I'm choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. I agree. I respect everybody and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. Stay true to yourself. Isn't that the mantra of the left? Provorov, who is a Russian Orthodox, said in January after eschewing wearing the pride-themed jersey. With, with Pravi, he's being true to himself and his religion. This is his coach speaking. This has to do with his belief and his religion. It's one thing I respect about Pravi. He's always true to himself. That's where we're at with that. <laughs> Two days later, uh, Provorov refused, after he refused to wear the pride-themed jersey, his jersey sold out on several websites. <laughs> That's awesome. And then there's this. We'll finish with a little dose of sanity. World Athletics bans transgender athletes from competing in female world ranking events. Don't you long for the days of old when this used to be a big duh? Lord help us. The World Athletics Council announced on Thursday that it will not allow transgender athletes to compete against women in female world ranking competitions. The move, which goes into effect next week, will ban male to female transgender athletes, otherwise known as a trans woman, so you hear trans woman, little help here for you, in 2023. A trans woman, that's a guy who likes to think he's a woman. So trans, then woman or man, that's the target, which is the exact opposite of what they are. So just remember that. Male to female transgender athletes who have been through male puberty. Why does that matter? Uh, because once you go through, through puberty, boys who become men are stronger, faster, more capable in just about every athletic event out there. Wow. Some sanity. See, don't lose all your hope because human beings even if they're kind of whacked out in their personal beliefs and whacked out in their worldview are still made in the image of god they still bear the imago imago day they still have the law written on their hearts they still have a conscience they bear the mark and because of that there's hope for every person on the planet Sometimes just to think logically, critically, I would add normally. So praise the Lord for that. Hopefully that's a trend that will grow so women aren't subjected to losing to men in an unfair way. Boy, we've got a lot to pray about, don't we? But don't lose your hope. And I'll spend some time with the Lord this weekend. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.